Speak softly loud So no one hears us but the sky The vows of love we made We live on till we die My life is yours And I'll be cold You came into my world with love Good evening everyone We're back Hollywood Godfather Podcast Pat is in place. Good evening. Me- Megan uh, Millennium. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And we have a special guest tonight who wandered in. She's here to scope out the shooting of this Thursday of a live television show in France. Lubna. Hi. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> Tell us a little about you, Lubna. Oh, about me, me? Yeah, me, yo, you, you. Okay. Um, Well, I'm from Morocco, Casablanca. Oh, I love that. You say that. (laughs) I spent a lot of time in Morocco. Really? My friend, uh, Mustaf, owns all the clubs. uh, He was dodging the law. Oh, yeah, he was, actually. (laughs) Why'd you? That's how it is. We wrote about it, yeah. I was gone for 22 (laughs) months on the lamb, seriously. And uh, I went over to Morocco because Mustafa owns Uh all the nightclubs over there. And I stayed with him, and That's I had a guy awesome. with me driving me around. He didn't want to leave. I mean, every night, they, I mean, it's crazy, you know. You were in Casablanca? Or? Of course. Oh, wow. Oh, no, yeah. I had to, I had to go to the famous Rick's Cafe to yes. see the building. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> One of my wedding, pre-wedding parties, I did Casablanca on the Friday night wedding party. I, I was Rick <laughs> with the white shirt, and, I, and it was great. That's but great. At the Beverly Hills Hotel, it was nuts. 300 people there. That's amazing. But I loved it over there. I could move there in a minute. There were temperatures. Great. Have you been there recently? No, no, no. Okay. Let's go crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I changed know. a lot. I changed. <laughs> well, you know why? As we all know, all the gypsies, they're taking over everywhere. They, they invited all the foreigners, and they all came. <laughs> they can't go to the beaches anymore. Well, the same thing's happening right now in Greece. And, and yeah. it, I mean, it's crazy. But I, I, you know, I really liked about the fact, because, I mean, I'm, I'm a cleanly guy. I really... Didn't like eating with my mm. hands all the time. Mm, mm, mm. They eat with their hands. They give you no silverware. You sit on the really? floor. Yeah, you, you know that? I didn't know that. They used bread. <laughs> yeah. They used yeah, like the bread, bread as true. the utility. Yes. <laughs> I said, where? You dip it. Yeah, yeah so, oh, you know so what I did? I swear to God. I went to it like, which was equivalent to your uh, five and tenths, that's all. Uh-huh. You know, a, a utility place. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. bought a pair of sil- a, a fork and knife, but I kept in my suit every night. You just night. kept it for yourself. <laughs> you were prepared. No, but they, they, they eat whole chickens. Yes. They rip it apart and That's eat it. so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you taste it. Like you, oh, I know. Yeah, they, it. it's like it. You're on pillows. I did a big party in State Street for um, Adnan Khashoggi, probably one of the biggest arms dealers in the world. And Adnan's 50th birthday, his f- fiduciary guy, Bob Sheen, which I'm still friends with, I took out every piece of furniture in my nightclub which was like, you know, 13,000 square yeah. foot. And I got a semi outside that we just loaded in that. We brought in white beach sand and created Morocco. Put palm trees in. I had every showgirl. We did it on a Monday night because all the showrooms were dark. Mm-hmm. I had every showgirl go to the costume department. They all came in with the veils <laughs> and the belly dances. It was an insane party. I, oh, I was you're like, throwing our next book party, Johnny. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. You Sound know what was so funny, though? I could say now on the air. <laughs> because he, he's such a big gambler. 
Everybody wanted Khashoggi's business. He, you know, he bets a million, two million dollars. Oh, so when I got the party right, they gave me 250,000. Mm. And then I went to all the hotels who wanted to contribute another 50,000, be on part of the card, because they want to be there. So I, I don't know how to get their 250, I picked up another 300 from them. Oh six my hotels gosh. Me. <laughs> That's wild. I, I need the money. <laughs> I'm sorry I took that away from you. No, yeah, no, so no. That's, that's, that's where that was. Yes. I didn't know you were. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. Mustafa's still there. Uh, maybe he left too. He must be older I have now. No idea. 80, <laughs> 80 years old. When did you leave? Uh, I left uh, in 2006. 14 years ago? Yes. To go to Paris. What, were you three years old at the time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Thank you. How old were you actually? 35. Um, Are you kidding? Now no. you're 35? Yeah. That's wow. crazy. I have good I want to use your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Argan oil. No, I'm oh, joking. No. <laughs> so then you went to Paris? Uh, yeah. And then I went to Paris and started working for the channel that we're filming for. And what day. is that channel for our friends? We have big listeners in Europe. Yeah, it's called France 2, France 2, and it's the main public channel uh, in France. Uh, oh, French too, I know it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my son went to school there. In Paris? Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, He's, he's uh, an heir of the uh, royal family in, in uh, Romania. His okay. grandmother's Princess Anna. And he went to school there. And in fact, he rented Coco Chanel's apartment while he was there. So was, That's amazing. That was insane. <laughs> you, know what we, you know what we have to do on this podcast, Gianni? What? We have to drop more names. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> we don't Coco do that Chanel. enough already. We don't have enough <laughs> names. <right? laughs> I, I went people to Coco Chanel's yacht one time. Know anybody? Do you yeah. know her, her yacht was the 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 bow of it was three and a half inch plexiglass windows. Mm -hmm. So when she was laying in bed, you saw all that was going on outside oh, the awesome. ocean. It was amazing. That's, but wow, it's crazy times. But I don't. I see. I, I never would bring that up unless she brought up Monaco. I've been too many places, mm -hmm. that, but but they've been interesting stories. So, you so what's this interview going to be about, Johnny? What's that? What's this interview going to be about? About you and me. And all, all the book. good oh. stuff. It's all that stuff. All the great stories. and The Godfather, oh. Marilyn Brando. It's going, to, it's going to be on radio, television, what? Television. 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 Ah. They're coming. That's why she came to check the lighting, and I told her to watch Patrick Bet David's interview, because he shot here on high-def cameras, and no lighting. And uh, it'd be good for her to watch it anyway. It's an mm. hour and 28 minutes. Mm. But uh, no, I'm, I'm pleased. They called me a month ago, I think, to arrange this. And that was it. So here we are. We're doing it. But so far, that you know, I'm proud of it. I, I told Lubna the same thing. We've done the Today Show in Australia. I mean, I don't know how many shows we did all through Europe. Rye Television or everybody. Mm. Fortunately, because of Pat's great writing, We've had success with this book. It's amazing, in so many areas now. Mm -hmm. I think your story helped a little, just a little bit. Yeah, you should. You should have saw the story come to life last night. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, man. I, I uh, felt so bad that I couldn't make. We it. had so many film clips, so many newspaper clips that once you said I said something, they said, "Oh come on." Then they came up with a picture of me and him. <laughs> it was crazy. I put a picture uh, up. Everybody said, "Are you nuts?" I have a picture. When I went downtown to have coffee with old man Gambino, I got a yeah. picture of me, old man Gambino. <laughs> Nobody has that picture. How long was the show, John? Hour and 20 minutes, straight out like a freight train. Wow. 
And for everybody listening, keep an eye out for upcoming dates. We'll put those out. Oh, yeah. New shows. Yeah. I'll be in, I'm, in fact, I'll be in Niagara Falls on the 7th of March. Mm-hmm. That's the next one. Show, I don't know if this show is coming out, but then. Yeah, and then Atlantic City in the 18th. I'm in uh, Playa, California, at that casino at Spa. It's amazing. I'll be there the end of April. No, I'm going to be all. I'll yeah, be we'll in make your sure everybody gets somewhere. word of all those Fun. coming up soon. Are we going to be able to use a few clips? Of course. From the show. Oh, oh yeah, awesome. Different. Whatever you want. Yeah. No, we'll 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 get them to you. We're filming in Niagara Falls. Okay. Four cameras. Okay. Because 1,500 seats, and they put a big screen above the stage, so you're going to see me in the in the arena, mm-hmm. f- bigger than I am life, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> going to have the side cameras on that too. So you, it's like. You'll see, it's going to be great. That's a good way yeah. to shoot it. So you went to school in Paris? Yes. And you majored in what? Uh, journalism. Yeah. So you're like our, our millennium over here. <laughs> and you got right into business. It's perfect. Yeah. That's good. So you do all the interviewing yourself? You're usually on camera? Or what do you do Both. for the... Okay. Uh, I go, I do live segments if there's like reporting on mm-hmm. something. And I also did some anchoring like to do the news on tv Mm -hmm. and i'm also just sometimes behind uh you just hear my voice or i ask the questions and very good oh that's awesome how long have you been doing that 14 years that's amazing wow but i'm but i'm 30 years old uh, yeah you look you look a whole lot younger than 35 i'll tell you that that's great though well i mean that channel that's like nbc yes yes here the big deal that's very good that's Two is probably the most watched channel over there. I, you know who Lynn Renault? Yes, of course. She's very close to me. In he fact, knows everybody if you haven't learned by now. <laughs> no, he really, really does. You know, it's so funny. Lynn Renault was, came to America, and she was the lead dancer at the Lido de Paris. My friends brought her over from Chicago, and I became very close to her. And my daughter, when she went to Paris, stayed with Lynn okay. and Lulu. Yeah. And I had a conversation with Lulu Renault. And he told me he wrote my way. I said, if you wrote my way, why aren't you suing? Oh, how could I do this? I said, I'll get it. You know, remember Jack Chirac? Well, when Jack Chirac was the uh, first of mayor. Yes. He was the Paris. mayor of Paris. I used to go out with him every night, Meg and Pat. This guy, I was <laughs> with this so guy every great. night. Then he became president. Yes. Became the president yes. of France. <laughs> and so when he calls well, hold me. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. How come you didn't become president of France? What's that? How come you didn't become the president? <laughs> I can't speak French. I mean, you were there. I can't speak French. That's the only reason he couldn't be president. No, but so what happens, His this is part of American history. Oh, I'm sure. He becomes president of France. He invites me to the first state dinner at the White House as a, on his guest list. <laughs> Three weeks before the dinner, he starts nuclear testing. Oh, my gosh. And they called off the dinner. Oh. I said, why don't you do that three weeks after the dinner? <laughs> oh, that's but crazy. A, a guy, I was at a wedding that one of my closest friends, James Colburn, and he were best of friends. And I went over to James Colburn's wedding, and, and um, as when he was mayor, he mm-hmm. married them oh, in, in, okay. the, in the French thing. It was great. I he was a very him. popular yeah. um, I, president. Oh, my God, yeah. Very liked. No. I don't know this new kid, and he, he sent a message because a lot of the cabinet's still the same, and uh, he, he loves the Godfather surprisingly. And, uh, I said, <laughs> he when doesn't. I, when, when, when I'm in France, I'll come and say hello to you. 
But oh, anyway. that's great. So I look forward to the interview. Yeah, and, this should uh, be good. Uh, be obviously, cool. my audience will also. And we'll air those dates so everybody tunes yes. in. Not that you... I mean, your demographics, now that I know it's French too, it's like you 25 million, 30 million yes, people. Yes, yes. That's yes. The, That's will great. be watching us in mm -hmm. France. Very good. It, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, Can I say something? You. Yeah. Sure, please. Uh... I really love your voice. My voice? Yes. Like, yes. I, like on a podcast? Oh, yeah. I do radio, so I, like, I have oh, yeah. a thing for you. You have an ear say, for it? Yeah. You know, when people used to say to me, you have a radio voice, I thought they didn't like the way I looked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought it was a little a backhanded compliment. Times. No, it's good, though. That's thank true. you. Oh, that's very nice. No, we'll have some fun. And thank you for stopping by and thank you. giving us the attention. And, and that. I'm a huge Godfather fan, so. Oh, good. Perfect. I'm very happy All right. with this. So, thank you. Thank you for having me. And we'll be right back, everyone, with the mailbag. Yes, we're doing a whole mailbag episode, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Patrick Picciarelli, co-host of the Hollywood Godfather podcast, private investigator, and co-author of Hollywood Godfather, My Life in the Movies and the Mob. How much do you think you know about the infamous Son of Sam serial killings? My new crime novel, Blood Shot Eyes, is a fictionalized version of my real-life private investigation of the Son of Sam case. In this gripping account, Based on fact, private investigator Ray Yale finds himself immersed in this infamous case years after it was supposedly solved by the NYPD and the killer sent to prison for life. Yale uncovers facts which involve a celebrity's involvement and unleash a killer hell-bent on remaining a free man. A psychopathic policewoman, a small-time thief, and a police department cover-up add up to a page-turner of unrelenting suspense. Bloodshot Eyes is available exclusively on Amazon.com. We're back with the mailbag. Our special guest, Lube, is on the way out. <laughs> and let's find out what everybody wants answered this week. Yeah. Oh, this month. We do it once a month, though. I love that. Right. Pat, All right. you ready? Yes, I am, sir. Let's All get right, it going. Please. So first, I wanted to share a comment that we got from someone named Paul. Paul says, Gianni, love the show. A dedicated listener after listening to Gianni's fascinating interview on the Godfather episode of Unspooled Podcast. Oh, wow. I am still making my way through the back catalog of episodes, but I'm always amazed by your and Patrick's stories and lives. Keep up the fantastic work. Patrick, thank you for sharing your insights into the writing and publishing side of things, as well as your years on the police force, as well as you mentioning of your service in the war. I also wanted to add, as a 30-something-year-old, I also appreciate the very smart setup of the show with Megan to present, present to listen, comment, coordinate, ask questions, host, etc., I write and draw comic books as a part of my living, and we always have to keep in mind that every story is somebody's first. So every podcast is potentially a first, and I appreciate the clarifications and reminders that occur in your discussions. Cheers from a big fan in Australia. Wow, thank you. Wow, well, lengthy, but that was nice. very sweet, very right? Nice, yeah. Very well thought out uh, email. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. thank you, Paul. It was very yeah, sweet. Yeah, Paul, stay in touch with us, man. I have a couple questions uh, from him coming up soon, so we'll oh, get good. there. All right. All right, so the first question I have is from Alexin. Alexin says, for Gianni, any fun Federa Hill stories? You've mentioned Raymond Patriarca. Oh, I have the best. <laughs> you want to share some? This is funny. I meet this little girl standing outside the uh, Circus Maximus in Caesar's Palace. I just came back from Europe. I was gone for almost two years, and I'm going to go see Sinatra. So I got land in Vegas, and I never listened to Pat Cooper, I'm Pat Henry rather, mm -hmm. who was his opening act. I heard the jokes a hundred times. 
So I come out and I go down the steps and I see this gorgeous little blonde in a blue outfit. I remember it well. Yeah. And she's standing with a lady with all teased out, black hair, dark tan, totally contrast. And I said, what are you doing out here? So Sinatra's in this room. At the end of the show, we're going to wait for him to come out. I said, you think he's coming down these stairs? <laughs> she said, yeah. I said, this is the girl I want to marry. That's how dumb she is. Forget about it. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so now I call Angelo, the maid today. I said, put them at my table. She said, oh, we have someone else with you. I said, who? She said, my father. I said, you sure it's your father? Because, you know, I'm going to make this go see Sinatra at my table with a guy. Uh-huh. So I, we put him at the table. Long story short, this guy comes like a wannabe. Pat, you would love this guy. Vinny, um, what was his last name? Vinny Castaldi. Uh, Italian on his father's side. Yeah. (laughs) Are you ready for this, though? Go ahead. you know, I'm with Raymond Petriaka in in, in Rhode Island. You know, I know everybody up on the hill. I said, really? So, long story short, that was June 17th. August 17th, 60 days later, I'm marrying this girl. Oh, my goodness. Never kissed her, never did anything. <laughs> I swear to God. So why did you do that? So, because, because he she, doesn't date. I'm just away for so long. I wanted to settle down, have kids. Okay. And that's what I wanted to do. So anyway, <laughs> so now, unbeknownst to the, the girl, I give the mother and father $15,000. I create a wedding in Rhode Island. This when are you going to come? I saw come in the night before, Friday night. So he said, well, I'm going to take you to the club and I'll introduce everybody up there. I said, well, that'd be nice. I said, uh, why don't you inv- introduce, uh, invite Raymond to the wedding? You know, maybe explain to people who are listening. Oh, Ra- Raymond is. Petriaca is the boss of Federal Hill, Boston, and New England at the time. He was with the Gambino family, but he ran that division. I got to know him numerous times. So anyway, he says to me, well, when you come in Friday night, we're going to go up to Federal Hill. I said, okay. And I didn't do the Godfather yet. Mm. I just knew these guys. So we walk into a place that it's still there up on Federal Hill. Um, what's the name of it? Uh, anyway, I can't figure it out. Mm. But I'll figure out what I'm talking about. So we walk in there. Here comes this little guy, Vinny, walking me in like it's, I'm a, a dog or something on a leash. <laughs> Everybody gets up, pushes him out of the way, and hugs and kisses me. What are you doing up here? Oh, my what? gosh. And then they put two and two together. I says, you're coming to my wedding tomorrow. He says, oh, we weren't going to go. Now it's your wedding. We're going. They had to put another table. They told this idiot. He was, he was a buffoon. Right. A wannabe. He was a bookmaker, and that was it. He was not, not with anybody, not made. Uh-huh. Like he was, he made me think he was Al Capone. Forget about it. But that's my Federal Hill. Uh, I've got to, I've got to read. The Old Canteen is the name of the restaurant Very up good. on the hill. That's how's that one. I knew you'd remember it. I got married in St. Mary's Church. Wow. And guess what the name of the street is? What? Russo. Oh, of course it is. Is that crazy? <laughs> I said, did they change the name because I'm getting married? They said, no, it's been Russo for a long time. <laughs> They put it there just for you. That's Federal Hill story. That's I got a, a lot good of one. Them. Oh, I got a lot of them. That's a good one. All right. So next question is from Joe. Joe says, "Was there ever anyone you worked with that you had a feud with, like you did James Con?" <laughs> Not really. I mean, I mean, other actors. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we had a problem with Steven Seagal, a major problem, and that's how I got in out for justice because he was abusing or trying to abuse Frankie Boy DiCicco's daughter, 
who was, you know, wanted to be an actress. And on that set, they used a lot of neighborhood girls. And he thought, you know, he could have his way with her if he gave her a speaking part or something like that. Oh, but he didn't realize who her grandfather was Boozy DiCicco, an underboss to the Gambinos. So, so they call me, with the wrong which crowd, is a very right? funny story. They call me and they say, you know this actor, Steven Siegel? <laughs> I said, Siegel, yeah. Yeah, a Jewish actor. He does karate. I said, no, Seagal. And this is Gotti. Siegel, Saga, who cares? Go see him and tell him I'm going to break his legs. Uh-oh. I said, okay. I'm going to the airport tomorrow. Anyway, I'll stop on the set. <laughs> I swear to God. Why not? So why not? So I knew everybody on the set because Jules Nasser produced all his movies, and I know Jules. Right. So I pull up on a limousine going to the airport, and I said, Jules, I got a problem with, uh, I got to see Stephen. He's, well, he's in the trail right now. We can't disturb him. I said, I'm on the way to the airport. Disturb him. So he's, I can't. And he's going, he's like whispering, Steve, Steve. Like he's afraid of the guy. I bang down the door, boom, boom, boom. He opens the door. Who's back on my door? I said, me. I got to talk to you. He says, and who are you? I said, well, I got a message from John Gotti. I think you want to hear it. So he turns ghost. I go in here, I said, you know a girl named Mary Ann? He said, oh my God, that girl's on, on my set here. Did you see her yet? I said, wrong answer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Long story short, he doesn't let me leave. They pay me $25,000 for three weeks to play the part that I played in Alpha Justice, unscripted. I just went and did it because they were afraid. And then he makes a bigger mistake and he wants to go meet John. I said, you don't want to meet John. Mm. That's the guy who was almost killed. Jimmy Connell has got only got a smack in the face by Carmine and nothing else. Mm-hmm. But it could have been worse if Tommy just took him out. But then we couldn't film the movie and that we wouldn't be a having big this problem. big problem. Yeah. So that's another feud indirectly with me with a, a, an actor. That's the only other one that I can remember. Mm. I'm a nice guy. I don't want to fight with anybody. Of course not. Yeah, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> big teddy bear. All right, next one is from Peter for both Johnny and Pat. Peter says, both of you have agreed that there's a mutual respect between cops and gangsters. Can you cite an example where both sides cooperated? Go ahead, Pat. You've got a lot of them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I can. The case that comes to mind is uh, after I, I retired, I was only retired a couple of months, a DEA agent was killed in Staten Island. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, Hatcher. Uh, Everett Hatcher. He was doing an undercover buy from uh, an associate of the Bonanno family named Gus Faraci. Does it sound familiar, Gianni? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, things went south. Faraci kills the DEA agent. Well, you don't do that. Hello. It's a law enforcement. You don't do that. So uh, Faraci was a bad guy. He's a young guy. He was in his, in his 30s, but he'd already uh, done time for manslaughter. A very nasty guy, full of himself, bodybuilder steroid head uh he goes on the lamb and this was the biggest manhunt in new york city history forget the son of sam forget all that the cops wanted this guy farachi oh yeah so i'm sitting in my house one day it's, it's like week three of, of the of the hunt for this guy and i get a call from a guy and this is his real name johnny cool that's his name he was born with but it's k-u-h-l Johnny Cool. I would have changed he my was, name uh, immediately. He was a martial arts guy. I worked out with him in the gym. Knew everybody. <clears throat> he says, you still looking for this guy? Farachi? I said, I'm not looking for him. I'm retired. He says, well, whoever's looking for him, he gives me the address. He's staying with this woman. 
on East 79th Street. So I said, well, how am I going to capitalize on this? So I figured, let me let me go there and call the police. So I go. did. He's gone. Uh, but the woman that he was staying with confesses to him being there. They lock her up. So now uh, the NYPD is going crazy. The DEA is going out of their minds. They got to get this guy. They have all kinds of rumors he's still in the city. And apparently he was. So they meet with the Bananos. And they say, if you don't deliver this guy to us yesterday, we're going to put you out of business. And they started busting all the bookies. They started stopping everybody, tossing cars, everybody with drugs. Anybody that had a joint got arrested. Anybody that was involved with organized crime was getting locked up. So the word gets out that Farachi's got to go. And he was lured to Bensonhurst, uh, 81st Street. Uh, sitting in a car waiting for somebody to give him some cash allegedly to get out of town with a friend of his and a couple of guys come by and just blew them up. The guy that he was with was wounded. Uh, Farachi was hit numerous times, made it out into the street, uh, oh, wow. collapsed, and whoever was doing the shooting went up to him and shot him in the same parts of the body where the DEA agent was shot, twice in the back of the head, once in the back. Oh my God. That that was a gift to the NYPD and the DEA. They cooperated, not in the killing, obviously, but right. they cooperated. So that's 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 a that great story, yours. though. Yeah. Oh, story. Story. Wow. <clears throat> All right. So next one is from George. George says for Gianni, I'm 16 years old and my goal is to become a professional singer. You've mentioned a few few times that Frank Sinatra taught you how to sing. Can you give me any specifics? I can give you specifics. I mean, singing is controlled by breathing and the lesson he gave me for three days, I kept submerging myself in his pool, and he would time what, uh, how long I could stay under. Mm -hmm. And then he kept expanding it, and he's, and he's telling me, you gotta breathe in your lower diaphragm. And then he explained to me, your, your vocal cords are like a reed of an instrument. The air has to flow through smoothly, and that's how you get your tonality, and you could phrase, and that's, the fastest lesson I can give you from Mr. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, well, can't get any better than that. Mm. And it worked. From him. It really worked. We did, I mean, last night we were reflecting on the show, and uh, you haven't seen what I did with it. We have his house up on the monitor, and we're doing things. He's, I told that same story. And then we sat down the last night, and we got drunk out of our minds. Hard <laughs> to believe. And he said, right. and he, he opened up about Ava Gardner, and why, why he was so upset. And he asked me to learn all the way, because he always dedicated it to her. And now I do it in my act, and I dedicate it to him and her. And I did it last night and blew it away, man. Oh, yeah. That oh, was, nice. That Good was you, fantastic. So that's a lesson, son, from the master, <laughs> Frank Sinatra. And if you don't have a pool, you can jump in the East River. Yeah. Oh, no, you, <laughs> no, 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 you can submerge yourself in a bathtub. Seriously. There you go. Just be careful. Yeah. All right, so next one is from Eddie. Eddie says, how does one become a made man? Do the rules of ancestry still apply? Is killing someone a necessity, or is that a myth? No, it's a necessity. All right. <laughs> Maybe a couple sometimes. All who, who, who you, they, how are they going to know you're loyal? Because your grandfather was? What, are you crazy? Mm. No. You've got to prove yourself. Not, I only know that because I have a, a book of how to become the mafia. <laughs> yeah, right. No. How about the lineage thing, Italian on both sides? I know the answer to no. this, but he might not. The, the lineage has nothing to get you in, but then you got to earn, and they got to know you're loyal. 
but you still have to have Italian on both sides. You have the mother has to be Italian. Okay, but not the father anymore. Nope. Oh, really? No. I, I, that I didn't know. Hmm. But in Sicily, it's different. Oh, well. It's different. America, they flex the rules. John Gotti flexed them first. He made his son, and his mother is Jewish. Jewish. So. Oh. I think they're looking for recruits. They're going to be breaking yeah. a lot of rules. Nobody's getting in too, too fast. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Too many people in jail. All right, so next one is from Joe from Queens. He says, does Los Angeles have organized crime like New York or Chicago? I've never heard of any crime families or structure like New York or Chicago. Keep up the good work, good work, great podcast. Well, the structure in California, first of all, they're never welcomed with open arms. The last guy that tried to organize uh, Chicago, I mean California, was uh, Joe Denti. Joe Denti was a, a guy from here and went out there, and he went out there with Joe Pesci. He used, Joe Pesci worked for him up here in a club on the, uh, called the Columbus Club on Columbus Avenue 65th as a waiter. Oh, my gosh. And Joe Denti had a lot of people. In fact, a doorman for him, who was a UPS driver during the day and a doorman at night because he was such a big man, it was Donnie, Danny Aiello. And Danny Aiello became an actor later on in life. Wow. So he went there thinking he's going to organize the, the mob in L.A. and okay. everybody told me it's going to happen. Because, first of all, there's no neighborhoods. Who are you going to recruit? Gangster actors? I mean, he tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tried. A lot of guys went to jail hmm. just for consorting. They, they picked them up. Pick them up. And they used to stay in a restaurant called Cafe Roma on Cannon Drive, like they could. Hmm. And they had FBI people. They were gone in six months. In fact, I shot... Two of his guys that came to pick me up because I refused to go to his house on Sunday for dinner. And oh, I called New York. I said, this guy's getting me a little crazy. Tell him I don't want to be bothered. I have my own problems. I don't want to bring heat to him. I used to say, use that all the time. Mm-hmm. I got problems. I don't want to bring heat. And he sent two people. And the mistake he made, he sent these two people while I was having dinner with my grandmother on my wife's side. And her grandfather was the chief of police of San Francisco. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> his name was Jim Carrey? Yeah, that's his name, man. And wow. so I, I knew I had the right. Mm-hmm. So I shot them outside, not in front of my grandmother. But, uh, that, that, that was big of you. Yeah, yeah we that sent was very the message. Nice of you. Yeah, of course. I don't want to scare the old lady. <laughs> but anyway, no, there's no, there's no organization. I mean, you left out two major states, well, three. I mean, the Savellas in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I think they were just giving examples. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Detroit, there's a lot of people around you. Uh-huh. But not the West. No. No. Got it. All right. So next one is from Alex. Alex says, I watched the Academy Awards and couldn't believe that the Irishman didn't win anything. Do you think Scorsese will ever do another mob movie? I don't know what was in Scorsese's head <laughs> making the Irishman three and a half hours. And just it was a dragging long. out. I mean, for the people who don't know the story, like Pat and I know the story. I mean, this guy, Frank, chime in here, Pat, you know. Sheeran, no, yeah, yeah, Frank Sheeran. Yeah. Yeah. He, was a, he, he, he was a gopher. I mean, he, he, he knew everybody, but uh, he took credit 
for being involved in the Kennedy assassination, for killing Jimmy Hoffa. I mean, uh, for, for killing... Uh, uh, crazy Joe Gallo. Gallo. In our neighborhood. It's yeah. So, it's so I mean, crazy. You know what's funny is yeah. I saw somebody recently basically citing the Irishman going against somebody saying, you know, Frank Sharon didn't actually do those things. Like, well, did you see the movie or did you read that book? I know. It's so crazy. So it's people are taking it for face yeah. value. Yeah, well, not really because you, you saw the result last night. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting. Most people don't know that. Uh, De Niro bought the rights to that book in 2004. It took 15 years. And he was the one that got Joe Pesci by pestering and pestering and pestering him to get, be in the movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, the, well, obviously, it, they didn't get ignored because of the acting. I mean, you had two people no, nominated right. in the movie. You're right. It was too long, and it was uh, it, it was long or short on, on, on credibility. See, the, uh, the good news about that for me, selfishly, I think there is no crime movie, mafia, whatever, ever going to take the stature of The Godfather away. Well, yeah. And so the credibility of that movie, I mean, it was a masterpiece, obviously. You can't put, I don't care, even the cast is something is amazing. They're all major guys, but the storyline was weak and too long. Mm. So that's what we think. About so what do you think, uh, to answer the guy's uh, second part of the question, do you think Scorsese's ever going to make another mob movie? He's 77 knows? years old. Well, I'm 77, I'm making 10 more. <laughs> Hello. It's not the yeah, age. producing, directing. I mean, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. He has to live up to his, his former movies. Well, I, I mean, he's making a ton of money just on Netflix for this. And I'm sure he's if, if he's healthy, why wouldn't he make more? I don't know about a mob movie. I don't know what you're going to do. I mean, unless there's another book coming out. Our book, would, I think, was definitely should be a movie, and it is. It's already taken. <laughs> So, yeah, right. I mean, and Scorchese would never do anything with me. No? I got a history with him 100 years. Yeah. He's from the neighborhood. His mother got more balls than him. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> Next question. Next one is from Jeremy. Jeremy says, Gianni, do you still keep in touch with anyone from The Godfather? And Pat, have you ever met anyone from the film besides Gianni? Pat, you go first. I'm thinking, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I, 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 I basically love Pacino, yeah. De Niro. I don't know. I don't share De Niro's political beliefs and, right. and, and his, his outbursts and how disrespectful. Thank God we're in America. In another country, you start saying that about your president, they'll find you in a box. But that's the only two guys I really bother with and yeah. f for many, many years. I mean, we worked together. De Niro and I were putting together a movie two years ago that didn't happen. But Pacino, you know, we've done Any Given Sunday, which was a great movie that he starred in. Right. So, I mean, you know, I'm happy to call him a friend and acquaintance. Great. He has a and new show and, coming and, and, out. And we're still waiting for a blurb, right? Right. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you know why? He was right, though. Like so many other people said, if I give you a blurb, I'm done. Everybody be asking me for a blurb, and a lot of my friends write. I just don't do it. So I understood yeah. that. So, but De Niro did it. De Niro did Well, De Niro and I were really close during that time. Yeah. And a great blurb, too. Mm -hmm. I wish he didn't get so political. <laughs> yeah, there has been a lot, of that. a lot of that recently. Hurt with us. All right, so the next question is a good one. We have from A.J. Benza. 
A.J. Benzema, yeah, he, my man. He wrote to me and wanted to make sure I asked you a question. So he says, how much do you know about Happy Mayon? Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Happy Mayon, yeah. hitman for yeah. Murder Incorporated. He was my mother's uncle, and I never got to hear much about him. Someone once told me that he dressed in drag to whack a guy. And I, pl- I played that guy in a movie. You did. That's right. That was who it was when you yeah. were dressed in drag and you threw that guy out the window? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What film was that again? That was uh, Tom Selleck's wife produced it. Um, what the hell was the name of it? Uh, James Colburn, myself. He was from another family. And uh, I got that idea. A- AJ, you're the best. <laughs> well, you know how long I know this guy? I mean, is this, how long? he's a legend. AJ Benzer? Yeah. He had his own TV show and everything. He's got a podcast, major podcast. And thank you, AJ, for that question. But yeah, I, I knew a little about him just because I heard more about him when we were researching Lepke, the movie I did with Tony Curtis when I played Albert Anastasia. No, but he was a real guy. So, yeah, I believe he was executed, no? Yeah, I think so too. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he got the chest. Oh my. All right, but thank you. What a what a pleasure and an honor to have you asking us a question. Yeah, he interacts with us a lot. I hear from him That's a great. few times. Yes. Good, good. All right, so next one is from Tylee. Tylee says, I wanted to know if you knew anything about Don Bowles and his relationship with the mafia. Why, what, what, do you know anything about Don Bowles? Who's Don Bowles? Never heard of him. Me either. <laughs> That's a real mafia. Yeah, there's a real guy. He's really undercover. Yeah, we don't know him. <laughs> well, well, tell him to, to, be, to be more specific. Who is the guy? Yeah, I guess they, I guess she thought you would know, but no. maybe not. No. All right, Tylee, sorry about that one. All right, so next one is from Lorenzo. Well, you may have already answered this already, but I'll still ask. Between Al Pacino, Marlon Brando, Diane Keaton, and Talia Shire, who would you say were your, were, you were closest with on the set of The Godfather? Marlon Brando. Yeah. That's easy. Until he died. That's a good one. Yeah. Here we go. Next one is from Mike. Mike says, "You've been in business. You've been in many businesses aside from acting. Is there anything new in the business world you would like to try?" No, I'm, I want to get rid of some of my business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just really, keep it simple. Well, from I mean, on. with where we're going right now, fortunately that we're so blessed, we'll be tied up for the next five years, just with our podcast and and. Our, our book going to uh, launch into a 10-hour miniseries, and they want to now negotiate on the podcasts. So that's another 60. So I think I'll be done after that. I don't really want to do anything anymore. To begin with. <laughs> You're having fun, though, right? Oh, yeah. This, this is not work. Mm-hmm. Good. All right, next one is from Carla. Carla says, we all know you've appeared in numerous films, but what was your favorite television show that, you ever, that you've ever done? I like the Rockford Files. I really got to know them well, James Garner. Hmm. And I did, uh, I think, like 15 of them. Really? <laughs> oh, well, I was a, I've been around a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you did Prison Break, too, right? You were on yeah. that for a couple episodes? That's funny, because uh, I, they asked me to do Prison Break. And uh, Brett Ratner directed that and created that. I know Brett since he's a little boy. And uh, so I was so excited to get to this, the set. Mm-hmm. Pat, you'll appreciate this. So I have to fly into Chicago every Sunday night. Then they take me an hour away to Juliet and oh. put me in a prison. And I'm saying oh, to myself, God. all my life I wanted to stay out of prison. Now I'm driving to it. <laughs> I had them write me out of the show. I swear to God. 
I you did asked like them to I, write did, you I did six. Were you s- there from the beginning, like episode one? Or oh yeah, I started? was in the pilot. Oh my gosh! No, I was in. And that's why I'm saying. I think it was like seven weeks in, and no, it's. Well, it's like you were doing time. No kidding. Yeah. Because when and we were we were right outside the gates in trailers, not living in any luxury hotels or anything, and we're on the on set. On the Rockford Files, Johnny, were you playing a recurring character? No, no, oh, no different characters. Yeah. Huh. It was fun though. Rock. He's James Gard is a nice guy, really a nice guy. Oh, that's cool. All right. So next one is from Lenny. Lenny says, what was the most recent Academy Awards that you attended? How has the awards changed since your times there? The last one I went to was for Seabiscuit, and we were nominated for a lot, and I just got very friendly with everybody on that set. I thought Tobey Maguire should have won something. Mm -hmm. The only Oscar they won was Adventation, because that was a book. Oh, the Adaptation, screenplay adaptation? Okay. I mean, Jeff Bridges was brilliant. I mean, everybody in that. Macy, all those guys were great, mm-hmm. and they got nothing. I thought the mechanical horses should have got an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Something. So how has it changed? Do you think it's changed I at I all? I don't think it changed at all. Actually. No? No. And you know, if you're nominated or in a nominated film, then I would say go. Mm-hmm. If you're not, don't even go. You're in the nosebleed section because, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's long, too. Yeah, <laughs> it's real long because the, the B list it's got to be there four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. No. I think it'll be fun though. I'd like to go to one. Oh, someday. I want to go for, for us. Yeah. To, yeah. Hello. Yep. Absolutely. Please. All right. Next one is from Ben. Ben is asking for both Gianni and Pat. He says, "I'm going to NYC on vacation this summer. What's the best Italian restaurant in Little Italy?" People love your recommendations, so go ahead. Best uh, Italian well, restaurant. I'm hoping that the best longtime restaurant. To me, was always Angelo's. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, that was there when I was a kid. Yeah, and then went right next door. It was a very good friend of mine, um, and um, I shouldn't maybe mention his name because he's a real mobster. Anyway, mm, ca- okay. Cafe Palermo, <laughs> <laughs> next door Angelo's, and then where I suggested for you to go, Lamella. Lamella, that's uh, another major guy. He's passed on now. Mm. And uh, yeah, they have like Maddie three storefronts. Maddie and Yellow. Yeah, they keep well, he owns the building. They just keep <laughs> yeah, adding to it. It was great. And, I loved it. And there. if he want, if he wants a little Godfather flavor, he can go to Luna, but it's not the same location. Nah, there's of course oh. different owners and everything. Now it's all gone. Mm. No. But I would think those 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 two for restaurants, and then go go go, go see uh, Baby John, and have some uh, cannolis. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, great. Go, go to Ferraris for dessert. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one is from Dave. Dave said, Gianni and Pat, I read your book and was particularly interested in the parts that mentioned your love of fine clothes. I'm about to graduate college and want to build a wardrobe without breaking the bank and don't want to buy things that no one will be wearing next year. Any suggestions, Gianni or Pat? Great podcast. Haven't missed an episode. Well, thank you for not missing an episode. I, I was raised by the best dresses in the world. And I, I remember one time, Costello told me, he said, if you have a choice of buying one great suit or five bad ones, buy the one great suit. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Stick with the classics. Don't go for style because it'll be out of style next year. That's what, you, that's what he's saying. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and if, you, if you're going into any kind, of the, any kind of business, if you're going into the business world, a uh, navy blue suit and a charcoal gray suit are your two prime suits. And then... 
branch out from there. Good shoes. Don't don't buy cheap. Buy good. Uh, but I don't know what kind of budget this kid has. Buy quality classic clothes. At least don't buy a bunch of crap. Have one or two nice things. That's it. Yeah. I had one suit earlier on because I didn't want to take advantage of Mystic Stello, and it was a a, 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 a gabardine black suit. Mm-hmm. Well, I pressed it so much it looked like mohair. <laughs> it had a you can see your face in it. It had a sheen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. That's good advice. All right, so the next one is from Alicia. This one is for me. Ooh. Alicia says, yes, women do listen to your podcast. Since you're in the company of two authors, have you ever thought about writing a book? Maybe you're a bit too young for a memoir, but how about a novel? Yeah, she's going to write about us, I think. <laughs> yeah, about, maybe. About yeah, we're going to write about this whole experience someday. <laughs> I've always been good at writing, I think I can say about myself. Always enjoyed it, but I don't know. I don't know about a novel right now. Well, you got the best mentor right there. Yeah. There you go. I got the both of you guys. So uh, maybe a memoir someday. No, no if I, about this right. experience. I'm very honest and very truthful about everything in my life. Huh. My book would be nothing without Pat. Oh, yeah. He told the story. Thank you, sir. No, it's true. And what is that book again for people who don't know? Hollywood Godfather, My Life in the Movie and the Mob <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So next one is from Ernest. Ernest asks for, says for Patrick, my goal in life is to become a professional writer. But while I think I have talent, I hit a wall sometimes. Do you ever get writer's block? How do you keep publishing book after book? The podcast is great. I like when you change it up and go off topic occasionally. <laughs> okay, my attitude is, and this was taught to me by people I admire uh, as writers, there is no such thing as writer's block. If you mm. have it in your head that you can't write because you're blocked, and I'm using air quotes here, you have to sit down and just write. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times, even when I was uh, writing our book, Johnny, Sometimes, you know, you would give me all the information, I'd put it on paper, and I'd just write it. And, it made, and when I read it, it sucked, you know. Mm. And, uh, but, but that is, if I was to say, well, I'm not in the mood today, and I, 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 I can't come up with anything, you don't do that. If you cave into that mindset, which they call writer's block, and it's not really a block. It's a, it's a, I think it's a psychological problem. Write, my advice, write every day. Mm. And... If you have talent, eventually, I mean, I don't know who you are, but if you have talent, and I give this advice to everybody, you will get it published. But you got to stick to it because it's a brutal business. Uh, I published my third book, the first tour in a closet somewhere. Uh, you just have to stick with it. If you have the, you know, the, the, the talent and the drive, you'll be fine. Hmm. All right, Ernest. There you Good go. advice. Great advice, Pat. All right, so next one is from Whitney. Whitney says, I'm going to get philosophical here. What's the one thing you're afraid of, meaning all of us, and are you doing anything to overcome it? You folks seem fearless, by the way. Love the podcast. It's like sitting down and having a couple of cocktails with old friends. Keep up the great work. Oh, I like that description. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do we think? What well, are we, what's that one thing let, we're afraid let's of? Lady, let the lady go first on this Oh, one. gosh. What yeah, could you be afraid of at your age? We, we, yeah, I don't think much. Think, so we're laying it off on you. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there is. That would take a lot of thinking because off the top of my head, there's nothing that I'm really that afraid of. Well, I, I, I can reflect on why you may not be. Okay. You believe in God. You have a great family support. Your family's great. 
And uh, that's true. It doesn't leave a lot of room for fear. Yeah, yeah. So we got a support system that mm-hmm. a lot of kids don't have. No, that's that's true. I'm, I'm blessed that way. What I have an guys? intense fear of heights. Oh, mm. I have that too, but I don't even want to. Oh, that's. I don't have anything like that either. That's a fear. Yeah, I, I to get over. You know, I, I try to get over it, and to get over it, I went skydiving. Did mm. you really? Yeah, this was like oh many years ago. I figured if that doesn't do it. Some place in New Jersey, I forget. So you jumped was, out of a plane? Jumped out of a plane, and those were the days when, if you were going to skydiving school, you didn't jump in a tandem jump with somebody on your back. Uh-huh. Oh my god! You know, which is the way they do it now. You uh, went out by yourself, and it wasn't skydiving. There was a static line attached to the aircraft, and it automatically opened up your chute. Oh my god! You, you jumped from twelve hundred feet. So I figured that'll do it. No, it didn't do it. I'm still afraid of heights. Oh my god! That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I guess I never liked height to me, so I just avoid it. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's pretty I don't want normal. a train not going on. I would never jump out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work if you're thinking along those lines. Don't do it. Thanks. Yeah, right. I wasn't right, planning it. <laughs> but not, but nothing else you can think of. You me? are, you are fearless. That's how no, I no, describe no, you no, a lot no, of times. Definitely not. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. I, in all aspects, you're fearless. Well, I went I went through so much early on, so that, you know it's. Yeah. it's I became resilient. It's tough. That's it. All right. Well, that's all I have for tonight. We're done. That's well. This we this will wrap it up. Hour went fast. And <laughs> yeah, didn't it? Well, it if you know, you know. <laughs> and yeah. we have to thank all of you as usual at the end of every show. We totally appreciate you all being there, telling your friends. Subscribing. Do we start that new thing about even on my? Uh, That's my, not. People can go in the um, the link in your bio, in your um, profile on Instagram, and they can go from there. So. Oh, they could get on. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I want to remind people too: asking questions, you can email us. There's a form if you go on the website HollywoodGodfatherPodcast.com. You can fill out the form in the contact section, either direct it to me, Pat, Gianni. I get them all, so I'll yeah. make sure everybody gets your questions. But thank you for your support and. You'll be listening next week. I hope. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Picciarelli, or myself with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Regarding Gianni's motivational speaking appearances, you can visit his website, giannirusso.com. You can also visit amazon.com for a listing of books Patrick Picciarelli has written. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Godfather Podcast, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your emails and voicemails. Good night. I did what I had to do and saw it through without exemption. Each chartered course, each capital step,